Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Well, it's Christmas time, pretty baby, and the snow is falling on the Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 183. On tonight's episode, the Mundlings have their annual Yuletide celebration, which basically means talking about all the things games workshops done in the past year and oh how they're so wonderful and oh they're getting so much better strength to strength better to better whatever shut it i'm listening to me show welcome to the garage you tools for the next two hours or thereabouts we'll do our best to keep you informed entertained and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way bringing you the best the not so good and everything in between of 2017 i'm alex gonzalez and I'm Admiral Purple Hair. Oh, Ors- that's not Jane Orsis. No, Jen Orso was from Rogue One. I think her name's Hondo or something like that, but who knows? Because you just was like, hey, I'm going to stick you in here. It's the mom from Downton Abbey. No, it's not. It's Laura Dern. She just has the haircut yeah. like the mom from Downton Abbey. No, Laura Dern is the mom from Downton Abbey. Laura Dern's in Downton Abbey? Uh, here we go. I don't watch that much. Heather watches it. I didn't get to watch it. I know it's good. I've seen parts, but I never got to sit down and watch it. I thought they were all Brits. I didn't know she was in it. I she thought she in was in it. Because, you know, well, you know what? I'm not even talking about that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Oh, no. We're totally doing that. No. I'm doing a whole Garage Gamer on that because Heather loved it. And we're going to sit down and we're going to talk through every bit of that movie. That's oh, gonna be the okay, first so time. it is not the mom from Downton Abbey. She looked like her and sounded like her. Laura Dern? I mean, she was in Wild at Heart with freaking Nicolas Cage. She's in, like, you know, the, the David Lynch films and stuff. She was like yeah. Citizen Ruth, I think. Like, no. All right. The point wrong. is, and it's Vice Admiral Amelyn Holdo. Holdo. I said Hondo. <laughs> Close enough. Hondo. Anyway. Let's talk about something more enjoyable. Yes. So. How about our sponsors? Let's just get rolling with this. Absolutely. Dude, I am so excited. So, I'm sitting here. Lindsay's here. Lindsay says hi. Got a, hi, Lindsay. Got some ginger ale. Got some holiday tunes cranking. And oh, it's Lord. time for our Christmas episode. I love our Christmas episode. All right. Oh, man. All right. So. As always, you need to take a minute to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer, which include Unique Gifts and Games. In Grays Lake, Illinois. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore! 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 You're not even going to try and stop me. This isn't fun. 
I hey man, done that at for a like certain a, point, you just got to learn to just let it go. I, you, uh, know, you know, the thing is, I would have done that for like a solid minute and a half, and then Brad would have, Brad Schwann would have sent me, dude, next time you do that, I'm going to stop listening to your show. Probably. <laughs> by a lot of people. But anyway, um, and then our other sponsor, as always, is Six Squared Studios. Yes, Six Squared Studios for all your movement trays and paint trays and other cool things that you need for gaming. How about that? Oh, and you That's know what? Good. Our Patreon sponsors, because they're the people who make this show possible. Um, our executive producers, Bradley Graham and Misty Tempel. Our associate producers, Matt Pagram, Phil Elliott, and Shirley Tempel. Oh, and get this, our newest sponsors, Tim Hickman, Zabdiel Huezo, which I probably mangled. Zabdiel Huezo? I'm sorry if I mangled your name. Uh, Eric Lanes and Brandon Casson. That's right. Brandon, who hangs out here at the house and paints Nurgle, apparently decided he's going to back the show. Hey, you want to know well, something? That's nice. You want to know something really cool, though? Thank you guys for becoming sponsors and, and, and becoming people who keep the show we have now 60 either 62 or 63 patrons Mm -hmm. that makes it the one percent not the almost one percent actually the our numbers are actually growing we probably got to get a little higher to get a true one percent but we're right about the one percent i'm gonna start calling them the one percent these are the one percenters Thank you guys for all you do for keeping Garage Hammer going. Absolutely. And uh, what else? Oh, guess what? We have voicemail. We still have voicemail? Well, not only do we have voicemail, but we have voicemail today. No, but we have voicemail and we have voicemail. Yes, we have voicemail. If you would like to leave us... A message. You can call us at one seven five seven GH show six. That's one seven five seven GH show six. International callers in most countries dial zero zero one seven five seven GH show six. So excited! So excited! Uh, I haven't even gotten to listen to it because it literally just came in just a little while ago, and uh, it says Google voicemail, new voicemail, and it says it's from Doug, and I just like ah, oh, just listen to it with Alex, so that way, um. We can do the whole listening to it at the same time thing. All right. So um, here we go with voicemail. Hey, Dave. This is Doug from the greater Seattle area uh, calling in to thank you so much for all the hard work that you do on your show. And I wanted to do you a solid by uh, talking to the listeners for a minute. And uh, just tell you that I have been a patron of Garage Hammer for almost three years now. I do uh, just three bucks an episode, which comes out to be six bucks a month. And I have to say that there's uh, nothing more rewarding than helping you guys achieve what you want to do. It feels incredible. So I really encourage anyone listening, go check out the Patreon page. It's really fantastic. Um, these guys do incredible work. I'm so grateful that there's so much positivity in the Age of Sigmar community. In addition to that, if you don't mind me sharing, um, I also run a YouTube channel in case you like different kinds of content. Um, uh, I call it Two Plus Tough, and uh, you can just Google pretty much Age of Sigmar lore, and I'm sure I'll pop up in one of the top videos. But uh, yeah, we talk about all about Age of Sigmar lore and continue the positivity that you hear on this podcast. 
Of course, if this is something you don't want to share, that's absolutely perfectly fine. But I just want to let you know that I am so Too grateful late. for all the work that you do for the community and just for podcasting in general. Thank you both. Have a great day. There you go. That's pretty all right. I don't think I didn't think I don't. I think we've only had the Patreon for like a year and a half or t- almost two years. But hey, I'll take hey, if he's willing to go three. I'll say I'll take three. Uh, whatever, man. He was one of the early patrons. Also, that two plus tough. I've seen those videos. Like I don't always. I don't watch a lot of YouTube. I don't sit in front of my computer at home. I just it's it's something about i just don't like sitting staring at a computer screen right i don't mm-hmm. uh i don't know why i just don't tv fine but i i'm just weird like this but uh i was watching some of these uh videos there's a couple of guys who do uh 40k and 30k lore videos there's one Luetin L U E T I N nine. It's like he does. It's like two videos. They're each like over an hour, and it's basically the history of the emperor and the empire of man, and it's just fantastic. Um, and there's some other weird history ones that they do, but I've seen this guy two plus tough because he'll pop up along the things, uh, and he does he does just lore content. That was actually pretty good, and I'm not just saying that because he was nice to us. Like I actually. He said it's two plus tough. I'm like, wait, I know that name, and I don't know too many names on these YouTube channels, but I know that one. So, and look, he's a patron. That's so nice. So, um, that's it. We got voicemail. I'm excited. Um, should we take a break and then come back and uh, get in with the uh, uh, the Garage Hammer uh, News Network and the Toolbox? Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back with the Garage Hammer News Network. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Okay. All right. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of a night. Yeah, it is. Oh, no, yeah, it he, is. No, no, he is not happy, Lindsay. He does not like the Christmassy stuff. He's a little grinchy. It's okay, though. Lindsay says, chill out. It's going to be fun. Yep, uh-huh. Sure. She, says, she, said, so, she said, enjoy the ride because you don't have much of a choice at this point in time. No, no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, so we've had something that's been slowly coming out and creeping out, the Malign Portance teasers. Yeah. We've been seeing those on the website. 
um, including the countdown, which I guess blows up somewhere around January 3rd. Yep. Pre-order the first weekend of January. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had a lot of AOS love for a while now, uh, just with how swingy their release schedule is. And that's how it always is. They just can't seem to hit a good balance at this point. It seems like but, that. But then I look at this long list that I've got in front of me and I say, well, a lot, a kind of a lot did come out. But yeah, it didn't seem that way. But when we get into the breakdown, um, it'll show a little more. But we haven't like had a real bit of love since like Overlords. And like the GHB was, you know, it was something. It wasn't nothing. But we haven't had something big and momentous like this. And it's coming. I'm excited. Yeah. No, I mean, we get, they had to push 40K out in a big way with 8th edition. Totally. But now it seems like it's our time again, which is so good. Totally. All right. And then they also teased in Duncan's painting video that got released today. Uh, as of date of recording, which Ooh, is the 20th you, of a you new... All on top of this. I know. It's not like I prepared for this or anything. Better um, than I did, apparently. They released a, him doing a painting tutorial on a new Nurgling. A new Nurgling? Yeah, and he's on like a 50, 60 millimeter base, and he's riding a little fly. No way. Yeah. It's adorable. <laughs> but it's still like you know how he did the Grinks when they were getting ready to release the uh, yeah, what do yeah. you call it the Yanari yeah for forty k I this might be something that would be cool if you haven't looked at it it's adorable um, and I would strongly encourage people to like that could be like the coolest Nurgling aside from the sassy Nurgling with the Death Guard helmet. Have you seen that Nurgling? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, he's everywhere. Yeah, he is. He's a good Nurgling. Yeah. All right. So we've got all that coming out. And now we get the new Lord Celestine Gavriel Sherhart. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. I believe so. Sure. Um, so he's a new named Lord Celestine on foot for the Hammers of Sigmar. He looks pretty decent. I'm going to find a helmet to put on his damn head, but... I you, I, I don't know if a helmet alone is going to fix this guy. Look, I just... They got, they're supposed to wear their helmets. Now, I don't have... I, got, I don't have beef with him. I, you know what it is? I've got the one that I used, the normal one. Yeah. Um, I just... I, I, I wouldn't mind fielding two that aren't identical. So, like, right now, it's like... I, I I don't mind him because he's 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 different, you know. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just I'm I'm okay with that. And I want to see him up close because sometimes you see him up close and they look a little better. Sometimes they have Mornfang syndrome. Or, yeah, this or one A-bomb I don't. Syndrome. Yeah, this one I don't think so. Um, he just he's way too squatty for me, and just not. I don't know. He just doesn't do anything for me. So I don't know. And I don't play Hammers of Sigmar, so I wouldn't take him thematically anyway. See, yeah, I know you don't play Hammers of Sigmar, and and I forgive you. It's okay. Well, you know, we can't all be the Hammers of Sigmar. There's a good reason for that, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) He's got a new cool command ability, which is um, 
if he pops it, all Stormcasts within nine inches get plus three to their charge rolls, I think is what it is. That's so right. <laughs> it gets your guys moving, but just I don't know. Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. What? Nothing. Just let's. <laughs> you really went to Limp Biscuit on a Christmas podcast? I, I did. I don't know why. I don't know what popped into my head. It's all the ginger ale. I'm sugared up, baby. You see, DMX actually just released a Christmas album. Oh, my. Oh, okay. And his cover of Rudolph is actually fairly enjoyable. It is frightening. DMX singing almost anything is frightening. Uh, and Cat Williams did a beautiful sketch on DMX, just how frightening that man is. Um, mm-hmm. I was using him as, as um, with the X going to give it to you with the filler uh, been to, mm-hmm. in between some of the commercial breaks, but... That Christmas album is scary. Like that's the, that's that's like nightmare fuel. That uh, you don't play that for your kids before they go to bed on Christmas. No. They're gonna wake up. That's you know what that is. That's the Christmas album you play when Krampus is coming for your kids. Yeah, if you know Krampus is coming to take them off to the underworld and eat them, they can have the DMX Christmas album because that's just insane. That guy. Wow. Okay. Oh man. So, that's pretty much it for the news. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a little quiet. Dark Angels was released, and I was disappointed. There's no lion. Yeah, I just that's okay. Know, I got it's I got, just another chaos book. Oh, no, don't start. I'm just saying, no. call a spade a spade here. Well, what, okay, you can call it that until the lion comes back. Because once he's back, he's going to get that. He is going to finish cleaning house. Right. Because. And then we had Blood Angels 2. Yeah. And they're just vampires in power armor. But they're pretty cool. And their backstory is pretty cool. And that book, Dante, is in my queue for for Audible because I've heard that's just brilliant. I believe that's Dembski Bowden stuff. Yeah. And uh, no, nah, I was listening to independent characters when they did the Blood Angels uh the show of force where they sat and talked just, you know, all the blood angel stuff, dude, they had on like knew so much. Like they could have done another hour. He like, he had that much in his back pocket, ready to go just with all the extra books and all the extra lore. And, um, you know how people send us emails and like, now you got me wanting to buy this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, every time I listen to their show of force, that's like, I wanted to go out and buy, a Blood Angels Army. This this one in particular, like it was so good. Um, it was really mm-hmm. just quite quite awesome. So Yeah. Alrighty. So do we want to move on to the toolbox? Let's jump in to the toolbox. And who is that brought to us by? Kazar Superstar! Kazar Superstar! Kazar Superstar! Kazar Superstar! Kazar Superstar! You know that's the sound of something that eats a porg right there. That's someone that uh, that yep. That's that's vicious and angry <sighs> guy right Man. there. Man, yeah. All right. So, what hobby have you been doing? Because I know it's more than me. Yeah, mine really never stops. Um, I know it's so crazy. I, yeah. So I finished my army for the forty k narrative at Paca. I just finished off my last two models, which were a couple of Razorbacks. Wow. So, in general, I only have a couple of models left for my Salamanders, but I still need to pick up my Land Raider Redeemer at some point. 
<laughs> yes, yes, those things are awesome. Yeah, I anything think. with a flame cannon on it is just a good thing for me. I don't think mine has the flame cannon on it. Maybe I have a no. crusader then. I don't Do you know. Do the bolters or the last cannons? I, I don't remember. It was in the it was in the army that I bought used, and I brought it one day to to forty k just to play it, just to see what it did. Mm-hmm. It does everything. Yeah, landers are kind of ridiculous. <laughs> They're just brutal. I'm like, oh my. Yeah. So, um, that's a good thing. And then I f- assembled five judicators and finished flagellon seventy one through eighty. Put them all together. Very good. Only a hundred to go. No, only about eighty. Oh, you weren't doing one hundred and eighty. No, I the list oh, I wrote has one hundred and forty in it. One hundred forty. But I might do one hundred and sixty just for kicks. You know. Yeah. So if GW ever releases zombies, I'm gonna order like. 20 boxes and just go to town. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that is All right. And then I also started working on my Skaven, like actually painting them. Oh, nice. So I've got 20 rats or 20 giant rats and a pack master on the table. Uh, I've really enjoyed playing these guys. and But these guys are going to kill me. Painting all of these little guys. Oh. It's just going to kill me. Just dip it. No, I'm doing something simpler. It's like it's not my normal standard, but all these guys are a little too complicated to dip. A lot of them have backpacks and different mutations, and oh, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of detail to them, but what I, I did, think once, go ahead. Well, I had with my zombies. If we're going to go to that, I uh, I painted them all up and got a uh, um. You know, and I got a really light shade of of dip, mm-hmm. so it added a dirty look without covering up the different color qualities. It's an option. Mm. It's an option. Yeah. No, I'm using mostly Reichland flesh shade to be like the wash between it all. But if I start doing a different color rats, like between varying shades of browns and blacks and grays, it's gonna have to be a little different every time. So. We'll see. I may just do a whole army of brown rats and be done with it. So we'll see how it goes. But anyway, that's kind of what I've been up to. How about you? Uh, I've been I just trying to paint up the ultras, and it's been a. We only recorded like just over a week ago, and I'm trying to get all my tests and stuff done because Christmas break is in two days. So mm-hmm. like I've I've got about five or six hours in, and I'm painting my ultras. And okay, I got. First, I realized I'm, I'm painting some of the wrong models. <laughs> They're not on the list. Cause, oh. Well, I bought all those Devastators, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm painting up, and I, I bought enough boxes so that I can get all the parts I need. Got the eight LAS cannons. Got the four um, heavy bolters. And I think it. I think I got it's the four uh, uh, plasma cannons, you know? Mm-hmm. And I got I, the... Uh, I think it's the grav gun. It's got that little light thing on the bottom. It's like it's got the the gun nozzle on the top. And oh, with the grav amp? Yeah. Uh, and I just, I was picking them up, and I was kind of doing them all in a batch because I thought I would do them really fast, and then I realized I don't know how to paint fast, even when I'm speed, you know, just doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, and I'm painting up all the silver on these grav guns, and then I got them all done, and I'm looking at them like, I've got... 
I'm only supposed to have 16 special weapons. I got 20 on the table. I'm like, which ones? And I look, I'm like, of course, the ones I just spent a couple hours painting. Those aren't <laughs> even the ones that I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm just trying to get through it. Um, I mean, I got, you know, I got them blue and then I did the dry brush and then I went back and did, uh, you know, wash over that in the, you know, like sort of targeted to get the, uh, you know, because I did the blue and then I did the null oil wash to get all the black parts in. And then I went back in and uh, went back with the blue to for the parts that got, you know, too much wash on them. Then the dry brush, then the blue wash to cover up any you know ashy parts and make it blend better. So I just I, maybe I don't understand the concept of speed painting because I'm just not. There's still four or five layers for everything I'm doing. So mm-hmm. uh, I managed to black all the weapons, and now I'm putting the silver on the weapons. And I wanted to have them done by break because I promised Kira I would help her just dry brush her the hell out of her ogres and get them done. Right, because like she doesn't care. Like she's painting them, and they're coming out to a good standard, but she's getting impatient. And I realized, you know what? She just wants them to be done. She just wants mm-hmm. to be done, and 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 they don't have to look great. They just have to not look bad. So mm-hmm. we're just gonna sit down. I'm gonna I'm gonna like mass build everything she's got left. Take it out. Just spray you know spray base it all Mornfang brown. And then we're just gonna come in one day and sit down and turn on Netflix. And she'll put on Voltron or something like that, and we're just going to dry brush the heck out of that. But we got to get—I got to get this done before that because I got to get this done for Paca. Mm-hmm. So now I've gotten myself under the gun when I was totally on track for like well, I'm like almost over 450 hours of painting, and like in the last month I've dropped off, and now I've just barely hit 360. So I'm just like, eh, I suck. That's still not bad, though. It's still a lot of hobby. Yeah, but it's still it's a lot of hobby without a lot of actual models being finished because I'm just not fast, you know? And, I mean, hey, I ain't going to complain. My Stormcast look pretty good, mm-hmm. you know? I, I mean, they look – they're not going to win any awards, but when people look at them, like, Dave, these are better than you said they looked on the show. And I'm like, well, thank you very much, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they, look, they look good, you know? So I'm, I'm pleased with them, but now it's like I'm trying with these ultras to just paint fast, like to learn to paint fast. That's because it's my secondary game. I don't play it nearly as much, so get these things done so you can put them on the table, and uh, I'm still learning that. Plus, the guns are hard to paint. Like, I didn't realize, like, you know, you want to go back and put silver on spots. It's like a little silver here. There's a little thing here. There's a little thing here. There's a little thing here. It's like, ugh. Not including all the rivets. Oh, exactly. No, no, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just, like I said, working on these guns and going, you got to be kidding me. So, but that's it. How about gaming? You got any gaming in that you can not, chat about? Not really. Nope. Um, it's been pretty quiet around the scene here, I guess, with the holidays and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a little rough, but I've been pretty much just gearing up for a lot of tournaments next year. Um, I was just like doing a quick count, and there is a ton I'm doing. Uh, between Paca, LodgeCon, Holy Wars, Adepticon, Bug Eater, Midwest Meltdown, and then because they finally announced it, uh, the South Coast GT is going to be in the middle of May this year. And Carrie and I worked it out, and we're actually going to be going. Nice. Yeah, I'm jealous. I have to give you money so you can bring me something back from Bugman's. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's. Something that I just wanted to make sure that 
Carrie and I got to be a part of, because it's usually right after Adepticon, and we can't swing that with work. Um, but right. this year, we decided we were going to just go and do it. They've been coming over here for years, and it's time that we did the same. Yeah. My kids are almost to the age where we could plan something like that, and me and Heather could go, and I could do the tournament. Although, if I went to Europe just to go to the tournament, I'm certain she'd be mad at me because she'd be like, don't you want to sightsee and stuff? And I'd be like, no, I just want to go play Warhammer. Yeah, we're going to do some time in London prior to the tournament. So, plus it'll be a good vacation. Plus, it's uh, I, I can't take a week off to go and do all this stuff during the school year. Mm-hmm. They frown on that. They're like, you know, you get two weeks at Christmas and a week in the spring and like 10 weeks in the summer. You're expected to not schedule a, a, a week's vacation. Right. Like I'd have to come down with a mystery illness for that, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just not going to fly, especially since I'd be all over social media being like, look at me in London. Yeah. I'm in Nottingham standing next to a uh, a rhino or whatever out is, in, is out in the outside, mm-hmm. of the place, you know, so. That makes me sad because I'd have to, like, not work to go do that. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. No. Uh, but that's cool. I'm glad you're going. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. no, that's really cool. I'm super excited. Heather's been there. She was there with Harrison. Yeah. I mean, we already have kind of like a rough idea that we were going to go and spend a day in Nottingham. Uh, Carrie's being brave and obliging me. So, we'll see. Dude, if she can hang out at Adepticon and help run that, she can hang out at Nottingham. I'm sure she can, but that's it's still a tall order. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I agree. Um, what if I, but how oh, about you? I played some Warhammer Quest. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, Barnett, I was checking with uh, Barnett called, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. And he was like... Well, why don't you come over? And I was like, maybe. And so then the conversation went on like that, and I'll paraphrase it less annoyingly. Um, but yeah, his girlfriend um, was there, and they were just hanging out. Like, why don't you come by? And I said, well, I was supposed to do something with Harrison, and like bring him along and bring some games. And I brought some co-op games because she's into games, but not really into like she doesn't want to get too crunchy with stuff, you know. Uh, she doesn't <clears> want stuff to get too complicated. And I just I brought that like we didn't know if she was going to be back yet because she was out with friends. So I brought Necromunda because Chris wanted to try that. I was going to let him and Harrison play while I kind of went over the rules with them. Sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but then we got there and he's like, "Let's try Warhammer Quest," and I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Like Barnett playing something from Games Workshop that always just makes me hopeful, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down and we played out the first scenario. So, and of course, man, it was one of those. You know how it is. You've played Warhammer Quest, like when you yep. got to roll when you go into the new the new room. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you roll and it's not too bad, and sometimes you roll and it's like put out one of these for every person in your party, and one of these for every person in your party, and then take everything else in the box and dump it on top of your party. We yep. rolled that every time. Like Ugh. we just barely survived, but it was fun. Like. And 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 uh, uh, Cat and Harrison were playing the, the you know the shard and the th- the two elves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Christopher was the the Empire, uh, you know the 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 Excelsior War Priest. Yeah, he was the War Priest with the Griffhound, 
and I was the dwarf. And uh, of course, of course, and uh, yeah, and we went through, and they liked it enough where they recorded what they had. So when we come back, like in a, next time we see them in a week or two, uh, he's like, "Bring it back. Let's keep doing this. Like let's let's play this out." And I'm like, okay, because usually you play one or two, and then it's just like, oh, start over, or you've got a new player who doesn't know how to play, so you just start the new scenario. But, like, no, they really had a good time. Like, they're like, let's keep track of what we have, and let's jump back in and do the, do some more of this. Good. Yeah. So I was like, yay, Warhammer Quest, because I do enjoy Warhammer Quest. It's just, you know, usually if I'm playing with someone who knows about Warhammer Quest, they want to play Warhammer. Right. But when I'm hanging out with Chris and Kat and Harrison – they don't. So it's like, well, let's pull out one of these other GW games. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's about it. You got any other? Um, we finally finished Ripper Street. Yeah. It took a long slog to get through. And then went and saw Star Wars. Yeah. I'm not going to talk spoilers. Uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping I would. I'm, I left it feeling very confused. Because there was a lot of things in there that I was still trying to process. Yeah. And I don't know if I would go back and see it again to try to sort it out. I did. I know. You saw it entirely too many times. Uh, probably going again tomorrow. Good Lord. But Which is weird because I didn't like it that much. But I yeah. liked it somewhat. It's weird. Like, Th- this movie had some of the best scenes I've watched in Star Wars. And some of the worst scenes I've watched in yeah. Star Wars. Uh, it was a very uneven film because there were parts of that movie that I just can't stop thinking about. And there's other parts that I just can't scrape out of my brain. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a Garage Gamer on it because Heather loved it and Harrison loved it. And everyone I went with loved it. Ooh. And so we've been discussing this uh, ad nauseum at the house. And I said we should – now that – now that the patrons have gotten us up to the top level of patronage that I've set, I never imagined we'd get this far. So I set stuff up for it, and so now we're doing. Oh, by the way, um, yeah, I suppose we didn't put that in the news. Um, we hit our like, there's like little levels. If you hit this, then I'll do things. And one of the things I've never gotten to, do, not gotten to, is the live shows. And I apologize for that. I suck. I'm just not good at this. I'm not computer savvy. And I know everybody and their grandmother goes on live and reports everything, and I just am not. And I'm trying. Between that and YouTube, I'm working on it. But like the last thing on the list was Return of Garage Gamer. And so we're going to have a monthly Garage Gamer uh, episode coming in, guys. So you're going to get three episodes on this feed a month instead of two. Um, total sidetrack. Sorry, Alex. Um, it's all good. Alex may be on some of them because I think we're going to talk other I – mean, basically not AOS. Yeah. But it might be anything because I have a lot of hobbies or a lot of, you know, thing, little little fandoms I'm in. Um, excuse me. So, like, actually tomorrow while Harrison's at work, Heather and I are going to sit down and pick apart The Last Jedi. And she's going to tell me why it's awesome. And I'm going to tell her why um, why it, it is less than awesome. But there are really great parts in it. And so, but we're going to pick it apart. And go through it. Um, I'm actually excited to record that because I, I want to like that movie, <laughs> you know. And I'm trying, like, as I'm talking through it, and on, upon reflection, there's some things I just really like. And it's like, if I can get 
cast a couple of things, I think I like it. It was more than a couple things, but sure. Well, there's a. I mean, there's the the small things I accept. It's a couple of big things that I'm having trouble getting around. There's always small things you don't like, but there's a couple of really big things that just irritate the crap out of me. And it's mm-hmm. not just the porgs. Yeah. Everybody's telling me how much they like the porgs. I'm like, they have no purpose in the film other than to sell toys. Like, literally no nothing. That irritates me. Oh, look, here's a toy. Mm-hmm. So, but that, I'm, let's, let's not talk about that. I'm saving that for Garage Gamer, so. Sure. Um, oh, I want to thank the guys. Um, there's there's another podcast out there that uh, that I listen to, and it's a 40k podcast. Um, and uh, they're um, oh, what's it called? Like TFG? Is it TFG Radio? I always get the letter screwed up. No, it is. It's TFG Radio. It's a not safe for work uh, 40k podcast but like if now i don't go to bella lost souls almost ever mm-hmm. but uh there's a couple of people who have little articles up there that i'll pop in and read and one of the guys from that show has the weekly podcast roundup where he literally lists every gaming podcast that i can think of that is out there. like it's he just lists what's coming out so i would read them and see you know he would see if anything i like to put something out maybe or if there's something new i haven't heard of and he will sometimes uh, he'll pick two or three that stand out, and he'll write a blurb about them instead of just listing them. Independent characters gets up there a lot, and we've been up there several times recently. And the last episode went up there, and it was like a paragraph, which is just really odd. And he said, you know, he thought it was nice that we went back and looked at an old book with with the new GHB and all the new stuff added to it, and see how it went. He actually said that we got him wanting to go and pick up. Some, some uh, pestilence. Mission accomplished. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that's the thing, man. You know, you did a good job when the show's over, and people are just like, "Man, I listen to that, and I want to go out and start a new army." And I, mm-hmm. I know how you feel because I listen. To, I listen to it every time I listen to Carl talk about that stuff on the independent characters. I want to go and order up a Titan on For- from Forge World or some nonsense like that. So, so I get it. But um, that's about it. Seriously, uh, between work and school. Oh, I started watching The Punisher on Netflix. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. That oh, he is so good as The Punisher. Like I he just is. like when he first said it was going to be Sean from The Walking Dead. I'm like me, and then he was showing oh, up no. on Daredevil. I'm like, no, he's actually really good. And I'm like, he doesn't look like the Punisher. Like I just you know, I mean, I remember I had. I, you know, it was one of the things I sold when I when I got older. But I had that when it was, you know, number one of a four issue limited series. So the original Punisher comics came out with him falling back in the alley with the cans around him, firing the guns. Mm-hmm. Like I had those in my little plastic bags. And I remember because it was number one of a four issue limited series, two of a four issue limited series, three, and then it was four issue number four of an ongoing series. Like when they hit four, it was popular enough that they're like, not not a limited series. We're going to keep this going. And he just, I never pictured him as. The, now I can't picture anybody else. Yeah, for a while, like I th- always thought, the Punisher was someone closer near to like Thomas Jane, yeah, in looks, but a little more rugged. Whereas John is substantially more rugged, but he pulls it off very well. Yeah, if I have one beef, and I'm only a couple episodes in, 
there's a flashback to his wife and kids every like 14 minutes. And it's like, yeah. I, and I realize that is like the motivating factor in his whole life. But even if you never read a Punisher comic, two issues in, you get it by now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't need it every time he falls to sleep. I don't need to see it. Like, and uh, maybe it, maybe as it pans out through the episode, it just it feels like it's like okay. Yeah, but it's one of those things that that's what he's haunted by, and they're trying to like relay his experience. This so way, you have to live it more, right? And you live through the frustration, you live through the pain and everything, and his process of going through it. They want you to feel that, yeah, because he, him by himself, is a very unlikable character until you get to the backstory and yeah. why he is the way he is. I did like. Uh that they had what's her name from Daredevil yeah, he showed up and she was helping him because I like her I liked her when she was on True Blood yeah and, uh, she was gone True Blood until True Blood became True Blood right at the end of it because whew buddy that, that jumped the shark that last season oh yes it did because I yes, watched it, it all the way to the end and I was like that's that's in what <laughs> like, yeah yeah I mean uh, I wasn't into it nearly as much as Carrie was into it because she read the books the Suki Stackhouse, but yeah, Heather read them all. She's the one who started watching and got me into it. But I was like, I was watching it and at first. Even the first half of the first season was kind of. I was like, I don't know if I like this, and I like vampire everything. I don't know if I like this. About halfway through the first season, I started to warm up to it, and then I was really into it. And then it was like that last season, maybe season and a half. It's like, yep, wow, where is this show going? Oh, that's where it went. That's lame. Yeah. So. Uh, Alrighty. But uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of. That's kind of it. The only other thing I started watching, and I never saw it, and Harrison was like, my friend said we have to watch this, and so he put it on, was Arrested Development. That old TV show? I've never seen it. And And I had no interest in looking into it. uh, Harrison was like, you know, I was painting. He's like, I'm going to put this on. I said, go ahead, put it on. That show's actually really funny. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's weird, but it's, it's, I, 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 like, it's, I'm not going to make him turn it off, so it'll be on. I'll probably be watching more of that, but that's it. I think that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. Because uh, I'm waiting. The only thing I'm waiting on is my uh, Audible credits. Because now I'm torn. Because I'm torn between uh, some of the Star Wars books that I want to listen to, and mm-hmm. the, and the Horus Heresy books that I'm listening to, because they've got them all there. Right. But, um, yeah, because Harrison told me, he's like, Dad, you need to listen to this one series because I was mad about something in, in the Star Wars, The Last Jedi, that I won't spoil here because I'm going to spoil it on the Garage Gamer. And I'm like, that just seems dumb. And he's like, but that happened. And I said, when? And he said, in this book, in this series. And I said, I'm going to go listen then because I want to understand this. So, all right, break time. Uh, when we come back, folks. 2017 reviewed by Alex and me. Yes, yes, and you too, Lindsay. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. 41 and a half minutes. If we can keep this to an hour, I will be a happy, happy man. You want to eat? Yeah, I was just about to say. All right, I mean, are you going to, like, do you want to hang up and go eat, or you just want to sit and shoot the shit while you're eating, or are you going to go eat with Gary? What's going on? I'm going to go eat. Just give me, like, 10 minutes, and I'll call you back. All right, good deal. All right. All right. 
unique gifts and games, and Gray's Lake, Illinois is your one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your gamer may want, from board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program. Check out their events calendar, in-store or online. From Tuesday night miniature games and Thursday night board games to Friday night magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. We are back, we are back, we are back, we are back, we are back. Happy holidays, Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas. It's dancing over here to my, like, the weird rhythm dancing to my, to my stupid we are back. The two of us will just go on. We could do this for an hour, so I, I'll just stop. That's a really good <laughs> idea. Ah, 2017. I think, yeah. I think this was kind of a a good year like last year we did this with uh with rotor we did and it was a pretty good year um this year i'm kind of in the rotor seat i I had real trouble picking up three things i didn't like i didn't you didn't (laughs) nope well i guess i mean the three things that i that i really didn't like because there was some stuff that just kind of like i didn't care either way like it kind of came out and it was just like meh, wasn't great but wasn't bad, you know. Um, yeah, my list of bad actually is some of those things where it's like it's only bad if you look at a certain angle. It's actually kind of more good because I'm kind of dumb that way. Um, you want to kind of go through the the list? Uh, otherwise, we're gonna have like an hour long show. You want to kind of go through the the list of the things that came out this year because. For a year sure. that seemed like we didn't get anything, there's a whole lot of stuff on this list. Yeah. So in preparation for this episode, I was trying to put together a list of all the stuff that's come out over the year. And I got through most everything, but I double-checked with a uh, shout-out to Ben Johnson uh, from Games Workshop yes, to make sure you, that ben. I got everything. And I got almost everything. But I did miss a couple of things. But um, so we're just going to kind of go through this, and we'll just kind of go. So we've got January. yeah. So January was the Zinch Battle Tome. So yes. we got the Disciples of Zinch book, uh, including all the new kits that came out with that: the Acolytes, the Zangors, the Changeling, the new Pretty Lord of Change, the Blue and Brimstone Horrors, and then of course the Skyfires and Enlightened. Yeah. So that was a lot at once, right at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yes, it was. It was like boom. Here, just do your. You can do. You got, you have a whole new army within your army. Mm-hmm. Do people take the Kyric acolytes? Because those models are so cool. But I never actually see anybody playing them. There's in a competitive environment. There's better options because Marauders are that much cheaper ah. and fill very much the same role. So it's one of those things that I wish people would take more of. But I'm just not seeing him either. Uh, and then, you know, Skyfires, whatever. Whatever. All right. Uh, February. 
the the third Stormcast Battle Tome type thing came mm-hmm. out. This was the comprehensive Stormcast Battle Tome that had everything from the first two plus more. It had uh, Vanguard Hunters Vanguard. It had the Vanguard ch- uh, Chamber opened in this one. Hunters, Paladors, Raptors, the Lord Aquilor, the Griff Hounds. Now you had a package of Griff Hounds. The thing everyone was clamoring for and now nobody's using because they're like, for the same price of five of those guys, you could get ten Liberators. And that's another thing where it's like, I really like those Griff Hounds, but what? <laughs> like, yeah. What? So. Yep. Oh, and uh, Shadows Over Hammerhall, the second Warhammer quest came out, mm-hmm. which came out to much less fanfare than the first one, because people were still kind of using the first one, and I hadn't even gone through all the adventures, and now they had a new thing, and it wasn't an expansion. It was a whole, like, you could buy this one straight up. Hey, here's another Warhammer quest. Yeah, it's a completely different game. Yeah. It plays the same, pretty much. Yeah, but there's more like a DM type character in Shadows versus the AI. Yeah. I mean, it it is nice. It's got both play styles. If you want to have, if you want to play like Descent, you know, where somebody is is playing against the team, then you've got Shadows over Hammerhall. If you want to play straight up co op, you've got. You got the other one, Silver so Tower. It's, it's it wasn't a bad idea to give you that other option, but it could have been an expansion with rules to do that too. Mm-hmm. Just my two cents, whatever. All right, so yeah. what we got in March? March was the Blades of Corn Battle Tome, so that brought in all the wonderful things, such as the Murder Host, and uh, just kind of brought Corn back under one book. There, we didn't get any new models for it because our range is pretty extensive already. Yeah. And which apparently we did do that show. Oh, neat! Somebody said, "Sent." I think it was on the. It might have been on the Facebook page. Which hey, you can go to the Facebook page and look up Garage Hammer, and uh, and you can see that. But I think it was one thirty something. They're like, "Not, dude, you covered that back in the one thirties." Um. Oh, here. But was that the Blades of Corn Baltum, or is it the Bloodbound? Oh, that's the Corn Bloodbound. So then, no, we didn't cover Blades of Corn. We covered corn bloodbound. We never covered blades of corn, so we didn't cover it. So it's just, hey, look, just put it on the list. Maybe we can make people get all excited for yeah for an older tome coming back and looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was pretty much that was it for March was for AOS was the battle tome. But like you said, no new models. Yep, but some new rules, and that new rules are good. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we get to April. That's yours. Where's that mine? No, it's not. It's oh. yours. Oh, of course, and and well, it should be. The Caradron Overlords, new race of Dwarden, whole new model line, a pretty snazzy model line, if I might say. Uh, people saw these armies. Everybody wanted to buy one. Everybody wanted to play one. Um, and then they realized how they played, and then not too many people are playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, lot of lot, st- still a lot of potential with this army. Just, I think, I think, dude, it's a brand new army. Uh, the kinks, kinks must be worked out. And they did mention in the book some of these other things that we haven't seen. So we could, who knows? We could see 
more things coming into the overlord's line, filling in those gaps and making it a a, a more uh, I don't know a more uh, satisfying army to play. Is that the word I'm looking for? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got some builds to it. It just you have to play it a very specific way, and that doesn't work for everybody. Hey, I love it, and it doesn't quite work for me. And mm-hmm. I like them. You know, I just it's like. Plus, even if it did work for me, you'd get bored playing the same thing. I, I'm one of those people who gets bored playing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Right. Also, new Grumbrindle came out, and that's always good. Oh, well, no, it was wait, the was, repack. Oh, that was there was a Slayer repack. Yeah, so this one wasn't. I, I take that back. I was thinking about the one with all the Christmas presents that I really oh, liked. Oh, no. I, I liked that one. I have, I, I, Ever since I've been playing this, like almost everyone that came out, I've been buying. And the ones I've missed now, like if I see them, I pick them up. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this is just the old Slayer model, except they said, nope, that's Grumbrindle now. I'm like, no. Have you seen pictures of him? No, that's not him. That's yeah, never just been paint him. the hair white and that's Grumbrindle. Yeah. Uh, that one, that, yeah, no. No. Let's move on to May. All right, so May we had Age of Sigmar Skirmish, uh, the Soulblight Necropolis Battle Mat, and the Sigmarite Mausoleum, which is the Rebox Garden of Moore. It's actually more, more, because there's two sets in there. Yeah. Which is actually really nice, because the Garden of Moore set's awesome. It is. It's a great set. Yeah. Very f- characterful. So, and the Necropolis Battle Mat was a 4x4, four four, which, nice, it works for Skirmish. Uh, it doesn't help us with a four with a six by four game, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Still a nice mat. Yeah. See, I I really enjoy uh skirmish. Um the 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 way they set up the game where only the last round actually even matters, um, just has a weird feel to it. Like I get it. This way even if you start to get way out ahead, it's always anybody's game. But I don't know. It's there's something Something not quite right. It's close. It's like it's like a B B minus, you know, which is still pretty good. Like it's fun, but it's just it's fun, but again, it's not satisfying. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. Like I'll play and I'll have fun with it, but it's like I, when I'm done, I don't keep. I'm not. I'm not like I can't wait to play skirmish again. Like, I just don't have that feeling, like, you know, with a lot of the other things when we play. And I'm just like, oh, good. I can't wait for my next game because this was awesome. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, when when the, when your biggest criticism was I, I, I only had some fun. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have all the fun. I mean, you know, that's that's not that bad, I suppose. I, you know, I could, I'll take that. So, um... What else? June, uh, the Thunder and Blood starter set, which was basically the original starter set, just smaller without the big characters. Um, mm-hmm. But then it also came with like the paper mat, and you could use part of the box as part of the as a piece of terrain. Like they kind of just it was, that's an all inclusive. If you were learning how to play, you just, and weren't the models gold and red? Yep. Yeah, so it's red plastic and gold plastic. So you're already there. if you don't want to paint it. If you just want to play, they're already separated by color. Uh, and then this is where they put out uh, Vandus and and Corgus Cool 
Um, you can just buy them in blisters now, right? Yeah, and Corgus also came with a blood secretor, the uh, banner guy for corn. Oh, right. So you got a two for one there, but they still haven't released the blood stoker or the Corgrath. No, that you still got to go and buy online or get buy whole sets just for those. So that's yeah. I don't understand why they won't release those. Like people want them. People want them a lot. It's crazy. Like you don't need to. You don't need to boost up the secondary market with your unwillingness to stick that in a clam pack. Yeah. It's, you know. Don't. You know, no, I don't want money. So. Mm-hmm. So. July, we had the Paths to Glory supplement, with including a lot of the different races and the different follower tables and reward tables and all the crazy scenarios, so a lot of narrative gaming right there. And then the big one for me in July was to start collecting sets for Demons of Slaanesh, Fire Slayers, and Beast Claw Raiders, all still for $85 each. Those are... Dude, okay, that those $85 boxes... Those are a deal. Those are. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that. I mean, they're and the, the, it's they're not even giving you crummy stuff in the boxes. It's pretty decent stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. A lot of these monsters that are in the set are like eighty, eighty-five dollars. So it's like, yeah, here, buy this the, monster, and we'll give you ten, twenty extra models. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. For the Magma Droth and the Stonehorn. It's a really good deal for those two kits. Yeah. The yeah the uh, the fire slayers might be the be- if you want to play with magma droths that's like one of the best best deals. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, oh my turn sorry. Yep. Uh, what else do we got here? Um, oh by the way uh, you know what path to glory that's a beautiful box with some really cool stuff in it. I just want to say it is a beautiful box. With lots of cool stuff in it. Um, you mean you, a book? Oh, wait. What am I thinking about then? Probably Firestorm. Oh, yes. So my, why am I so confused? It must be all the sugar. My brain can't My brain can't function right. So, yeah. No, that was the book, and that was okay. Okay. That Oh, that old path. See? Look at me. Where's my brain? Um, seriously, wow, I cannot wait till school's over and I can decompress for two weeks. Um, oh, that was, yeah, that start off with a small band and build up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of came and went, like, and that... Yep. And... <sighs> Unfortunately, it came and went like a fart in the wind, and I know that there are some people that have been doing stuff with it, but I just didn't see it take. Yeah, and and that's kind of sad because that's my kind of gaming too. Mm-hmm. But it's just, and you know what? I think part of it is that it, it kind of it suffered a little bit from. It came out right around the four, when forty k came out, didn't it? When did forty k come out? Yeah, forty k was right in June, July. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So everybody's trying new forty k, and then like, oh hey, by the way, if you want to do one of these grow campaigns for AOS, here's a book with all sorts of cool stuff, and it's like. Wow, that there is no <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, this it is, could have been better received if the timing was better on the release. But who knows? This is this is one of those things where yes, it gets totally, and it might not have been, but it's just it seems like the type of thing I would love to do, and I just wasn't doing it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this suffers from that's like when when like the biggest movie of the summer is opening and your movie is opening that same weekend. Yeah, you know that's like like the weekend uh, Tim Burton's Batman opened. You know the first one, like the mm-hmm. that was the same weekend that Weird Al's UHF opened. <laughs> mm. Which I love UHF, and I saw it because I had friends who were in the theater. I just watched everything, but that movie didn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, not against Batman. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, they got it all on UHF. But... They do, but that was just, you opened it against Nicholson, Keaton, Batman. The hype for that was so huge. Had to open somewhere. But yeah, the path to glory, That's I think part of it might have suffered from 40K. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that just came and went. So, uh, um. Okay, so August, General's Handbook comes out, along with Open War cards, which are great, and I wish I played with them more. Yeah. I really do, but it's like I'm either teaching someone to play, so you don't want to start throwing out random at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I swear, if I could get one wish, it, 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 you know, I could wish for world peace. I could wish for a million dollars. I could wish for an end to war and suffering. I just wish my local community were strong because I've been trying desperately to build it and I can't seem to... People kind of drift in and play and want to get together and nobody in this... No, it's like nobody's got the time. Like, I can't... Mm-hmm. Get it. But that's not neither here nor there. But I'm just saying, I, I would. there's things I would love to do, but I'm always just like either giving demos or playing with a new player because I can't get a group together that's consistently playing that knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else? War Scroll cards came out. Um, you know, so if you just want to buy a, a, a basically a deck of cards with all the rules on it, so you're not paging through your book. Uh, Bone Splitters, Beast Claw Raiders, Sylvaneth, and Iron Jaws. So got all those uh, and eight new ally boxes. Because <laughs> once they announced allies, they said, "Here, this is what you need. Mm-hmm. A couple hundred points. You can stick it with any army you want. It's beautiful." Yeah, and those are good value boxes oh, yeah. too, yeah. dollar for dollar wise. Um, yeah, GHB. I mean, that was highly anticipated. I mean, they announced that back in like May. That kind of pissed me off that it took them like two, three months to put it out. It was like, don't screw around. Yeah, don't tease it that hard. Well, I mean, they also want to make sure that people know it's coming, and then they have the juggernaut that is forty k that took up most of the release schedule. So still. Put the book out. Yeah. You know, you put it out before 40K so that the AOS players who want to play have something to do, you know, and something mm-hmm. new to play with. Yeah. <sighs> All right. And then September rolls around and we get the Blight War box, which included the awesome Allegiance ability for Nurgle. So good. Uh, that we haven't seen the rest of yet, or if ever, at this rate. Um, we got the War Scroll cards for the Disciples of Zinch. Yep. Uh, and then we got Season of War Firestorm, which we did a review on, and that's that pretty box that Dave was talking about. <laughs> that's the pretty that's box. all the color forms. <sighs> See, and then if we, we had got a community the... going, I'd be using that all like oh, I, I know. We would be going from campaign to campaign because that is just I've still got questions on how exactly those things will work, but I think it I think it's oh that's that's one of the things I really Liked and never get to use. I'm sorry. I'm just going off about it. It's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the Cities of Sigmar box sets, the combo armies for 
Tempesai, Hammer Hall, and Anvilgard. Uh, speaking so. of stuff that wasn't so good. <laughs> yeah. The box sets were fine if you want to play it, but man, those cities talk about getting people all fired up. Mm-hmm. Although, hey, credit to GW. After like two, three weeks, they're like, look, let, we get it. Let, let, we, we're going to fix this. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, the Blight War was so cool, too. I mean, that was just two things that month that really. Uh, Brandon picked it up. I, I, you know, we split it. I got the Stormcast, and he got all the Nurgle stuff, and he loves that snail. He is just like, it's the cutest thing. I love it. I don't care if it's good or not. I'm just playing it. And I'm like, you are the target audience. So, but September was pretty good, I think, because there was a lot of cool stuff came out. It was the last time you mm-hmm. saw like a, a big chunk of stuff that came out that kind of covered most people's, uh, you know, covered a lot of different uh, ways to play and stuff like that. So then in October... We got starter sets for Iron Jaws. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm reading this backwards. Um, we got Shadespire, and there you go. We got Shadespire. Everyone was waiting for it. Everybody ran out and bought it. We were doing demos on the day it came out at Unique Gifts and Games. People were playing it. I have not played this game with anybody or talked to anybody who's like, I played that game, and it sucked. Like every, It's like Parfaits. Everybody likes Parfaits. Everybody liked Shades Fire so far that I know who's played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they jumped right out with the Iron Jaws and the and the uh, Sepulchral Stalkers. So you got your uh, Undead and your Orc sets in there. You got dice. You got sleeves. You got everything you could want uh, in what is basically just a really, really fun game. Mm-hmm. So not not much more to say about that one. Um, then November we had the release of Warhammer Quest adversary cards. Yes. So adding new minions to your games for you to fight against. And then we got the Citadel Battle Journals. Just so you can record your games. I have one. Really? Yes, I did. Oh, what are you surprised? No, you're a fanboy, but actually I got it because Kira and I when we play games, I'm gonna record I just I wanna keep track of the things that we play together. Mm-hmm. But you can really, I mean, I'll say this. It's nice because it's got, like, little places for everything that you would want to record. Yeah. Um, and if you're, like, playing even in a tournament, like, or if you're going to do a battle report and you wanted to keep track, there's, like, a place for everything in it. Mm-hmm. So you really can sort of keep track of not just games you played, but, like, you know, who double turned or things like that. Like, you can keep all that stuff straight in there. So, yeah, I picked one up so that I can sort of have a little record of what I was doing with... With my little girl. No. Yeah. All right. And then this month we got Christmas bundle boxes, more deals, not just one click and it's all the same thing. Um, They're pretty good, too. I mean, the Christmas bundles are always pretty good. You know, and then it's the annual, hey, if you want every paint we ever bought and you got five bills laying around... um, you could have more paint than you'll ever use. I mean, all the usual Christmas stuff came out. You know, the advent calendar and stuff. Um, but the new Lord Celestine, which we just talked about earlier, is also... Uh, does he come out the weekend of Christmas, or does he come out next weekend? He comes out the 23rd. I don't believe there's a pre-order on him. Uh, I hope they're getting one as, GG. It's okay. No one's going to buy it except you. That's so mean. 
No, we'll we'll talk about that here in a minute. But in any event, uh, so that's the year. Yes, it is. That is a whole year of Jesus. And dude, okay, for feeling like we didn't get anything because we saw 10, 10 codexes come out in six months. And when that kind of pace is happening and a couple of new armies come out or at least one new army and some other new cool stuff comes out, I can see how we feel like we've been ignored, but we really, I mean... We've been ignored compared to two years ago. Yes. When it came out hot and heavy. Um, and then this year was our year off because with AOS, it was hot and heavy right from the get-go. And then we have this down, comparatively speaking, year because we've had a couple on years. So. Here's the thing. I'm not going to complain because I remember 8th edition. When it was out. a trickle. Well, I remember when it was... You got a new book came out every other month. If you were lucky. And it went and it went back and forth between systems. When I first started playing, you would have basically like a January like the odd numbered months you'd get a release. And mm-hmm. it would be one for fantasy, one for forty K. So you'd get three books a year, maybe four, if they were really cranking them out. Um and that was about it. You know, um, so like even this is still way faster than what they used to do. What's coming out? Uh, I remember eighth coming out and not getting. I mean, it was nine months before we got an army book for that edition. And yeah, then we got three army books and then it was another nine months. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally three books over almost two years. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was it was cuz it was like, "Whoa, what? Really?" Yeah, it was it was brutal. So now we're used to this hot and heavy pace and so when when and I guess here's the thing. Um April was the last battle tome. So it's been 8 months since we've gotten a battle tome and we ain't going to get one this month. So it'll be 9 months. This is the longest dry spell we've had since like middle of 8th edition. And so I see why people are like, oh, we'd never get anything. But well, there's a lot of others. <laughs> I think I'm a lot, you know, there, there's other things here. So I'm, I'm not complaining uh, so much right now because it, there, there was a lot of cool things. And, man, I mean, Warhammer Quest um, had some cool stuff. And Shadespire was brilliant. And, um, you know, Path to Glory is cool if you like that sort of thing, even though nobody else was really doing it. Uh I find skirmish to be fun and and quick and easy. Um, they might not have been firing on all cylinders with the little mini games and the little mini ways to play, but in general, the stuff that they put out was top quality. I think, mm-hmm. and we're not even talking about all the forty k stuff, which whew, that stuff's good. Yeah, that's really good stuff. So, I don't know. What do you think? What do you? I think you know. I think it was all right. Like. When we get to the to our top and bottom yeah. for the year, like one of my honorable mentions for the bottom is the release schedule, uh-huh. because I hate the swings. I prefer more consistent release, but that's just me. Um, yeah. But I know I mean, they had to push out 40k, and I understand that. Yeah. It's still just kind of frustrating. Yeah, I mean, especially after last year, this was no 2016. 
No. But 2016, I think they spoiled the heck out of us. They did. You know, and so now we're sitting here going, hey, hey, what's another? Uh, so, you know what? Let's not talk about that anymore because this is like we're already meandering into our top and bottoms. So um, yep. let's take our last break and then mm-hmm. we'll come back. Uh, we're going to start with our bottom three because if we're going to have things we don't, we're going to be a little negative, then let's do it first and end on a high note. And it's funny. I was thinking the same thing and then. I saw your copy of the show notes, and you wrote the exact same thing down. I'm like, yep, we think alike on this. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that, and then we'll do that and wrap up the show. So we'll be right back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paints? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back talking everything bottom to top. <laughs> All right. So, um, you said you had an honorable mention. So we're going to do our uh, the three three things we liked the least, and that doesn't mean they're bad. They're just things we liked the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said you had an honorable mention for your things. You I had like. a couple. Okay. Honorable mentions for down here, unfortunately. All right, well, we go. Uh, well, should we do our? Our three, and then go to the honorable mentions. Because if we start sure. doing honorable mentions, it's going to narrow down what our three can be. Sure, sure. All right. Um, so, do you want to go first? You may. Okay, fine. Uh, so, my number three was the GHB twenty seventeen. On your bottom. Um, yeah. Wow. Now, this is a specific piece, so bear with me. Okay. Uh, it was the specific changes to the destruction allegiance ability, and all of the changes that they made the, to the Caradron overlords. Um, while I agree with the changes made to the overlords, it was a serious kick in the shorts for the community, I think. And it created a lot of that negative vibe right away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which didn't help the situation, especially since this was our big release for the year. And then to have it be such a kick in the pants, uh, was a little rough. And then, with destruction, I understand that the game is more chaos versus order. I get it, but they took—they didn't 
I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, but it was like they took something that was good, something that was that had value to it, uh-huh. and completely turned off the love for destruction. Unless you're playing like Iron Jaws or Beast Claw Raiders, and I understand why they did it. It's because the ability was too powerful with some of the combinations you could make with the Moo Clan and a few other things. It was just too much. It's just, I think they went way, I think they turned it down to low instead of like a medium, which is what it needed to be. Yeah, I'll give you that. And so I think it was, I thought, I, I, I like the flavor of that unit now for the overlords that they changed. I like how it works. I the see Thunderers? What, yeah, I get why people get annoyed. I get that. We had this whole conversation before. Um, I get it. But. I like the way it works. And is it is it is it as good as taking a whole bunch of mortars? No. But does it play to the lore better? Does it seem like a cooler thing? You know, story-wise, yes. absolutely. Um if they're going to do this though, I think they need to do it to the you know, people sort of say Skaven doesn't have that much anyway. Why take stuff away? But you've got other units that have options that people just take one thing from and then it's kind of busted. And, yeah, it's the consistency thing. Yeah, do that to the storm fiends too. Seriously, mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I'm not trying to pick on Skaven players, but they're the obvious one, right? You know, they do this. You you have options, but nobody takes the options. They take the one thing. If everybody's taking the one thing, like they did with the Thunderers, it's obviously not working right. So fix that one too. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. Uh, my number three is, uh, no new tomes since April. Mm -hmm. Um, there's lots of cool stuff coming out here, but let's face it. Everybody wants to see the new battle tome, especially since there are a bunch of armies that don't have one. Yeah. Um, especially when you break down a lot of these guys into these little mini factions that can't actually run as an army and they can only become allies then. And it's a little clunky. Um, yeah, no, I just, and like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to complain. Like I said, I'm barely able to keep, I, I still haven't bought some of the things I want. I, it's hard to keep up with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, But that just, that's, you know, and I know, oh, we're rolling out 40K. Uh, here's, here's what I'm, what I'm saying. Um, And I, you knew you were rolling out 40K. It's not like 40K caught you by surprise, right? You knew you were going to roll out 10 battle tomes, okay? You take one month, you put a, you know, you space it out an extra week or two, you know? Because they're, you know, they're, they were doing them two, two at a time or one every other week, and then all of a sudden there was like three, four weeks where they didn't have one. Throw a tome in there. Throw one. Just throw one. Be like, listen, we didn't forget you. We got, we're focused on this. We didn't forget you. You know what I'm saying? That's. <clears throat> I think you throw one down in September, and 90% of your complaining from AOS people, even though we admit we had a great 2016 and 40K was very ignored, um, I think you, you cut most of the complaints right there. Yeah, and it's one of those things that GW is doing like story-driven releases more yep. than anything else, so they... I get that they need to take time to develop a new story and everything like that, but come on, boys. 
Let's yeah. go. And the thing is, you could drop. I mean, I don't. Uh, you know, they've been playing out with all this Nurgle stuff. So you know, where's their book? Like, we could totally get that. You've been developing and playing with all this other stuff. You know, drop a Blight War, and then a couple weeks later, drop a Nurgle tome. You can. Yeah, I mean, that was really surprising. Yeah. I mean, and that, boom, you would that would have come right in there in September, and everybody who is saying, we haven't gotten anything since the history of Dawn of Time itself, then you don't, you, you lose, that's gone. Yep. That's just me. So that was my number three. It's just like, and I, and I know why, I'm still just like, meh. So, what's your number two? The Firestorm Allegiance Abilities. Again, what did this do? It started up that negative vibe with the perceived power levels of a lot of them, especially the Anvil Guard, uh, because that was just busted. Oh, yeah. And it was just very Order-centric. Like, no one got love except for Order, really. Because, like, the Wraith Fleet was cool. The Razy random thing for Destruction was fine. The... Fist of the Ever Chosen was... Everybody got one thing, except... Except for Order. Who got everything else. Right. And And then... And Seraphon got Zip, because they don't live there. So you can't even put them there. mm Mm-hmm. You know, story-wise, the way you wrote these guys, thanks. Now, if I really love Seraphon, I'm just out of the loop on everything. Yeah, it was... And the way it was released, and the paint scheme issue that got brought up again... Um, it's just one of those things that even with the fact it was just entirely too much to order and the abilities were very extreme in their swings from competitive to thematic. Yep. And like, even from the first time I saw them, I was, no, I was completely turned off by it right away. It's like, this is not something. (laughs) This is not something. That's great. Um, yeah, I got to agree. And as much as I like Firestorm and I love the campaign system, that was not necessary. You don't need to, to, you had enough cool stuff in there. You didn't need to do that. You didn't need to do that to get people all jazzed for it. Mm -hmm. Um, my number two, uh, is Skyfires and Overlords. And I know I stuck two in there, but that's my show. I can do what I want. Um, okay, now before we go on, this will tie into my number one because my number one is Skyfires. So we can just knock this out in one shot. Well, let me do Overlords first, and I think we already mentioned oh, it when go. we talked about them. Um, they put out one of the coolest looking armies in years. Um, I actually got in on that that Duncan paint session at Adepticon. They gave us each one of them. I learned how to paint that one up in like seven or eight colors. Uh, and it looked really good for what it was. Maybe it's because they're so they're, they're so small mm-hmm. that you just kind of hit over the details a bit, and that everything looks really fantastic. But they looked great, and they their their story was so cool. And the and I don't want to complain, but the points are like wonky on them. Like everything that you'd want to take is just too darned expensive. And it's like, well, you could just play open play or a narrative. Yeah, you could, but. I want to take it with me to a tournament. I got this cool painted army and I want to play. And it's like, oh, you can do it really well if you want to take, you know, the uh, the clown car with with the with the, with three bundles of balloons. Yeah. It the nature of that book forced it to Barrack Z- or uh, Zilfin, which is unfortunate. Which one is that? 
That's the clown car, essentially, where you right, drop right. in the oh, ironclad, right. and then everybody gets out of it. Yeah, and it's just meh. Plus, I yeah. the thing is, I actually painted it like on the cover because that's the color schemes I often go with. If you've noticed, um, and I actually like that army, um, the the one that plays with the old the old Duarden stuff, where it's like, oh hey, guess what? You guys guys get get extra dispels and extra points to stopping magic. Uh, really, that's that sounds very that sounds very Duarden to me. Yes, it is. It's very much so. Sounds like classic Duarden, very much so. And you don't get to see it because everybody wants to get in one drop so they can get the pick who goes first. And it's like, uh, you know, it just, it was so. Plus, this was the book where they said you get the benefits if you paint it that way. Yep. Which, that still curdles people's milk. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, So I was annoyed with the new all the new cool models that just okay it was the new cool models that people didn't really get to play with because it was just really one way to play with them and then there's the sky fires the model that everybody played with because there's only Ad one way nauseam. to play with them Ugh. now the models themselves are gorgeous absolutely not- it's a double whammy though it's like they're they're awesome they're underpointed they look great you paint up a, a, a Zinch army. I mean, you get your, you can get yourself into a best painted nom real quick too if you paint these things nice enough because they're they're this thing is hitting on on every level. It's just all good. Yeah, it's gonna they're gonna go up in points on the GHBA team. They're gonna have to. There's no way they're not gonna. Yeah, I mean. Like no, we've had a lot of stuff that has come out that has like changed the meta and everything, but nothing has had this significant on an impact as these stupid things. Yeah, and it's the rules. It has nothing to do with the models themselves because the models themselves are gorgeous. They all have, you know, oodles and oodles of detail. It's just yep. the rules are so abrasive, and they make the game unfun. And and that's when you're going right to there. an event, you always have to think. What if I run into fifteen to eighteen skyfires? Uh huh. Absolutely. And it, seriously, like you said, it makes it not fun. Are they winning all the tournaments? No. Are they the only thing to look out for? No. No. But they are the thing that's really not fun. And like, I think to win whole tournaments, you've got to be a good player with them because you see that not, they're not, they're not just dominating everything. But if you're not a good player, you can, you can really skate by with this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people could have said, you know, it could have been the whole disciples of Zinch battle tome because the destiny dice ability is just so strong. Oh yeah. Cause you're yeah, yeah. essentially playing Warhammer with stabilizers, I think is the quote, yep. but it's, I think the biggest thing, because if you didn't have Skyfires, it wouldn't be as bad as it is. It's just my two cents on it. Yeah. I think there's things that they probably didn't foresee. I mean, they couldn't have seen everything. You never do. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Zinch battle tome with Archeon taking the mark of Zinch. Oh, then, yeah, and him getting to auto-pop. Yeah. I mean, it's it. Well, you still have to roll those numbers when you roll your destiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, give me a break. Like there are some crazy things 
That's another thing. Does Arkan have all the marks? He has all the marks, right? He has all four, yeah. So he can just pick on any given turn what he's going to sort of focus on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I remember before you get when you had different things, you'd have to pick which which uh, chaos deity you was you know was, you were focusing on that round, and you're like you're gonna I was like, you're gonna see anyone who could align themselves to Zinch just going up in cost because. They can do that now. All of a sudden, you can you can destiny dice whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's it was great. It was that's crazy. Like that. Well, it'll. I mean, here's the thing. It'll get adjusted. So. Uh, oh, and speaking of which, and this harkens way back to we forgot it in the news. Did you read in the Warhammer community website the FAQ? Like they actually laid out a plan for FAQs. Did you see that article? I did. That's I mean, how many years have we been playing going, when are you gonna release an FAQ? They never release FAQs. Now like not only are they releasing them on a good schedule, but they actually are sitting there going, Listen, book comes out within two weeks, you're gonna get an errata and FAQ because there's just gonna be things we get wrong. Every six months you're gonna get a big FAQ covering all the stuff and all the different interactions between the stuff. And then once a year, you're going to get a chapter approved or a GHB, and that'll adjust points and adjust this and adjust that. It's like, they laid it out. They had a little timeline. Was it a space timeline? No, it was just a regular no. timeline because it had to cover both things. But both games, you know, you get 40Ks in space. You could have a space timeline, but I guess. a regular timeline. But I'm just – I'm digressing here, I know. But that was just – when they put that out, I was like, wow, look at that. Not just – Doing it, but committing to a schedule every six and it's months. You're open get and honest communication too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 brilliant. So, Skyfires were your number one. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, my number one is one of those number one. It's not really that bad of a thing. Uh, my number one worst thing about 2017 is 40k. Um, not because I don't like it. It's too. It's too good. It is too good. It is so good, and now I only have well, I'm down to three game systems, two and a half because I don't even play Batman that much. But like 40k got me this 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 edition got me. I bought all the books before. I read all the stories. I do the 30k, but I never had any desire to build an army and play any. Like even when I did it last year for Wapaka, I was only doing it because. My friends were playing in it, and there wasn't an event I wanted to do at the time I signed up that day. So I'm like, ah, heck, I could build a thousand points of Space Marines really fast. I'll just do, I'll just do Ultramarines, spray them blue, paint them up, be done, but just go play, have a good time, roll some dice. And I walked out of there, and I had a really good time, but I didn't understand that game at all. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? What are all these things that are going on in this game? And then mm-hmm. they put this out, and now I'm buying. <sighs> they get all my it just. <sighs> Every week, I'm at the store picking up something new, like a new book. I mean, I've got most of the, most if not all of the new uh, codexes because they're awesome. And I'm building Space Marines like crazy because they're awesome. And, like, if I get all this stuff painted, you know what I'm going to do? I'm either going to buy more Ultramarines or I'm going to start another army because this game's awesome. And now now I can't keep up. I cannot keep up with the AOS and 40k release schedule together. So my my worst thing that they're doing is they're it's it's and I know it's one of those backhanded things. It's like oh they're too good. That's what's terrible about them. 
but they are. And now I don't I like I can't I can't keep up with my hobby anymore because you guys you guys figured out the you know the golden mean here and now I'm just you know they got a direct pipeline to my wallet. So mm-hmm. and I literally I sold all my other games. When this came out I'm like this is so good I'm done with all the other games. And I was. I wasn't playing anything. And then I saw those guys I saw the Skull Bros playing Batman and I'm like oh that's really good too and it's Batman. Yeah. So I'm like okay I'm playing Batman too. But Batman Batman only need like 10 models. So I've got I've yeah. got I've got 40k everywhere. AOS everywhere, and then like 10 Batman models. So you can just see where my gaming is. It's too good. Mm -hmm. It is too good. And now I can't keep up. So what were your honorable mentions? Um, Well, we've already talked about one, which is the release schedule. um, One of my honorable mentions was Skirmish. Because this one, it really fell flat. Like, there was just nothing to it. Um, I just saw no interest in it. I didn't have any interest in it. It was just a solid meh that wasn't super supported. I mean, they had the little uh, skirmish boxes that came out with it. They had the release of the new match, sure, but it just stopped right after that. And then the point system's a little wonky. It's a lot wonky, but, you know. Yeah, I didn't realize how off it was because I only have a couple of armies, but then when people start pointing... In fact, I was listening to Helenhammer just a couple of days ago and they were pointing out how much you pay for one of these Skaven guys who can... He, well, he's got a spell that you roll a die for every model in the... You know, in the in the, in the the unit. Well, yeah, but it's there's one. They're units of one. That's, <laughs> that's, that spell's not nearly as cool. You no. know, things, things aren't quite there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 and the thing is, I like the game. I like Skirmish. It's fun. It's fun to pull out fire. You know what it is? In fact, maybe it's not that fun. I'm going to take that back. It's fun, um, and I said before, I think, what did I say? I said maybe like a B, B minus or something like that. Probably more of a C, but it reminds me of Mordheim. It makes me think of Mordheim, and I think it gets the I, my, it gets my nostalgia going and a little bit of points in, in its favor that way because I'm looking at it going, they're probably going to release something else, and this will be Mordheim. It makes me look at it and wish, why didn't you release Mordheim versus making me nostalgic? But that's just me. Um, I'll give you that. Then. The other honorable mention I had for bottom was Gavriel Sherhart. You really don't like that model. I cannot get behind him in the least. Um, he's the face is terrible. The pose itself is a hard man is a hard pass. Really, he's way too squatty. Um, he's probably like this is just Alex talking out his butt. He's probably the worst model we've had released for AOS. Wow. You know I. Uh... I'm trying to pull him up here and see if he's on the website that I can uh, look at him because, I mean, I only looked at him the one. I saw him and said, "Oh, that looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm with it." But like, you were like so against it. I'm like, I need to go look at this thing again. Yeah, his the expression on his face. I mean, you and I have the same thing with bareheaded stormcast. It just doesn't jive, right? Um, but when you have something the quality of Black Talon get released in September. And then you have this clown. 
I come can't out. find him on the website. There's a reason for that. It's because he's hiding in shame. Wow. Listen to you now. Like, I just can't. I can't do it. If I mean, his rules are okay. I don't. I wouldn't play him because he's hammers. But even if I wanted to, I would convert the Lord Celestine on foot and not use this model. You know what I'm going to do now? When I get him, I'm going to paint him up. And any time I play against you and I have a Celestine, I'm putting him on the table. That's great, because then you're going to lose Staunch Defender. So, Merry Christmas. Oh, I can't. Oh, because he's a named character. Yeah. Oh, I ain't doing it. Point or is, I'll put two, and then he won't be the general. I'll have two. Okay. Now it's a little He'll better. be there. He'll be there. Just and, and, and then he'll live to the end, and you'll be like, I hate him. And I'll be like, you can't kill him. And or maybe you'll just focus everything on getting him off the table, and then I can sneak around the sides. See, see, I got plans. Like I got plans with him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh wow! You just hate that model. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, my my only honorable mention was the Firestorm City nonsense. Uh, same reason as you. It just. You didn't need that in Firestorm, and no, I think it turned some people off to Firestorm. Like this is just dumb. This doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense, and it really was so out of whack between the alliances. You know, I mean, there's people who don't. You know, you know, well, how can you release more Stormcast? Why don't you release my thing? And I get that. You know, if you don't play Stormcast, it's annoying. Um, but for this, it was just like really, you just handed like all this extra abilities. Over and over and over again to order who don't need all these extra abilities at this point. So, no. Plus, and you know, yeah, it, no, I, that was just that was nonsense. That caused so much aggravation. That was like the, 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 the little, the, you know, the, the, the buzz and frenzy for like a month until they came out and said, okay, well, no, look, that's no, you don't know well. And don't they, do they still, do they allow those rules in at Warhammer World tournaments? I believe so. I mean, no one's really playing them. Yeah. But still. Yeah, it's just, yeah, whatever. So those are all of our negative things, the things we didn't like, the things we weren't cool with. Um, so you know what? Let's, uh, you want to move on to our uh, top three? Yeah, let's talk about the good stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Do we want to do honorable mentions for these guys first? Um, yeah, I suppose we could. So, so we end on the high of the high. Sure, sure. Um, so my one honorable mention was to start collecting everything that they kept going this year. The allies yes. boxes, the skirmish boxes, the new start collecting boxes. And they're all pretty generous discounts. Um, that was my big thing. Is like They got away from this for so long and they started doing it again with AOS, but they've kept it going. And they're continuing to expand on this concept, and it's working. Oh yeah! So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you know what? I, I'm looking at my notes here, and I had something written in the wrong spot. Can we back up just a hair? Sure. Uh, my honorable mention in the bottom was the War Scroll cards. Not, yeah, I not, can see that. Not because I don't like them, because I buy them, because I love them. But what is the point of taking a four by six index card and then putting it in seven font? Yep. 
seriously, dude, I have glasses, and my glasses, I mean, I can see stuff pretty decent far. Everything's just lightly fuzzy, but now I'm starting to get old. I'm 45 years old. I have trouble reading without my glasses. Like, I literally have to hold stuff like a good 12 inches away. Anything closer than that's blurry. So here I am holding it like 12, 15 inches away, and it's like six or seven font. If you hold six or seven font type, and I'm, I'm six is pro- it's probably closer to six. It's so tiny. It's actually smaller than the font in the book, okay? Mm-hmm. If you hold that 15 inches away from your face, most humans can't read it. Yeah. Like, and it's just like and literally half the card is empty, sometimes three-quarters of the card. Like, what the heck are you thinking? Oh, we're going to leave the rest of this card blank. We might put a card, you know, and I get it. Well, you know, we we might not be able to fit. The people who have a full page of rules might not fit if we increase the font. Then give them two cards. Do what you got to do. But this is dumb. That really upsets me. That all that was came really close to making the list. Like I, I it, there was a point where I was like, pull the forty k praise as as your hatred thing off. But I'm just so annoyed that I can't keep up with stuff that I left it. But that would have been on there. So okay, now I'm done ranting. Let's go back to the. The honorable mentions. What was your honorable mention for the good one? The start collecting everything. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, is that the only one you have? Yeah, it was just that one. Okay. I had two. Um, one was allies. Mm-hmm. I just that was so that was so good, and you can only do a certain percentage, and they got to come in, and they actually named who you could bring in. So you weren't going to just be like, I'll just take the best of the best. No, they have to be able to ally story-wise for a reason. Like, you have to have this going to there. Like it. I'm liking it. I like the allies a lot. It made, it opened up a whole nother, a whole nother uh, area within the game. Allowed you to get your, um, your cool allegiance abilities while still mixing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I really like that as an honorable mention. And um, the the paint rule, they came out with, uh, uh, you know, a thing about the paint rules. when You know, because when they were doing the whole you got to paint it a certain way to get the bonus. And I like that they addressed that. I put that as an honorable mention, that they addressed it rather quickly. Oh, you don't have to paint it like that. But if it's painted like these guys, if it's if you're painting it like a thing, it's that thing. Okay, you don't have to paint it like the thing to be that thing, but if you paint it like that thing, it's not something else, which is basically what they've been doing in 40k forever. If you paint them blue and put a big U on them, they're not blood angels. You know? Right. They're ultramarines. Now, you don't have to paint them like ultramarines to be ultramarines because you could do a successor chapter and make up your own cool thing. But you don't get to do it. So in this, it's the same thing. You don't get to paint them up like the overlords, like one of those that already have a color scheme and a thing and say that they were a different one. Right. But you can paint them up however you feel like that doesn't fit any of those schemes and say they're going to be this. And that I like that. I like that it made com- it made sense. And they just basically said, this is what we've been doing for 40K forever. Now, now it applies for here, too, apparently. So mm-hmm. those are my honorable mentions. What's your number three? Um, 
Unfortunately, it's Warhammer 40k 8th edition. <laughs> uh, now, it's not Age of Sigmar, and I get it. It dominated so much of the release, and we spent a lot of time complaining about it. But the truth of the matter is it took a game that was so convoluted, overly complicated, borderline unenjoyable, and they made it into a game that you would actively seek out to play. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. This was they flipped This is the tables what on they this. did with 8th edition into AOS, but it was much better received. Because well, I think they formatted it better and it was a completely different kind of concept, but they changed the rules enough whereas AOS from 8th edition was a complete hard restart. Yeah, they learned from their mistakes with AOS cuz there were mistakes. Mm-hmm. They learned from those mistakes, and they didn't just AOS it, which is what some people were worried about. It's still 40K. It's still crunchy. You don't have to be crunchy because they totally streamlined it. Like, you can just power level it and be like, I'm playing. And when you when you power level it, then it feels more AOS-y to me because then you're just like, this is what's on the list. This is the point. This is it. That's mm-hmm. what I got. Uh, if you want to get crunchy, if you want to get all tournament pointy, you can still do that. I mean, they still have a BRB or a BBB, big black book, you know, but they still got a big couple hundred page rule book that we that AOS doesn't have anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so good. <laughs> it is. It is. It's so good. Um, my number three. Um, this year, I th- I think I got to give it to the um, the Warhammer community, um, the guys who not not us the community, but the Warhammer community guys, the guys who run the community pages, the Facebook pages, the YouTube channel, um, because they've stepped it up. They um, have. Uh, I mean, when those guys started, I mean, there was like I think three of them, and they were getting worked to death. Um, they've expanded. They've obviously, I mean, dude, uh, Shadespire guys, this, uh, the, the new thing, what's it called again? The, oh, Malign Portents. There you go. Malign Portents. Yeah. Um, that's got its own web page now. Like they've, they're setting up pages. They're putting all this stuff together. They're, they're doing everything between that and the Duncan paint videos, which in the past year have gotten me painting my army much better. They're just, they're they're great. Like it's just good, you know. Um, they're engaging the community. They put stuff up. People put up. You want to get salty with them? They they are going to be. They'll they'll be silly. Um, you know, they'll get on and they'll give silly responses to you. You know, mm-hmm. my personal favorite still is was when for forty k when people were complaining. So you're telling me I got one IG, one Imperial Guard standing in front of Gilliman. And I got a whole unit trying to go and get them, and they can't shoot at Gilliman because they all got to try to kill the one guard. That's nonsense. And their response was like, "Dude, if you got a whole unit in front of that one guard and you can't kill that one guard, so you can get to Gilliman, you got bigger problems than than Gilliman." And I was just like, "Oh, that's that's great." Like you know, they just they talk to us like like regular gamers. You know, it's it's this engagement. It's it's this casual feel. Like these guys are just excited. They're just as excited about what's coming out as we are, you know. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yeah, and uh, 
you know, between those, uh, I just thought that was, you know, and it's, I know it's, you know, it's not a thing. It's the group, but they, they did a bang up job this year. I mean, especially mm-hmm. with all the releases and them getting all that stuff out. You know, I wrote an article for them this year with the uh, before the stuff came out when the when the Dwarden got their uh, the dispossessed got their uh, allegiance abilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're just doing it right, and it's I'm you know it's it's great. So that's mine. That's good. So what else you got? Uh, so my number two was the GHB 2017. Okay. Um, yes, it's top and bottom, but the big thing with the GHB is that it updated a lot of the armies that are out. Yep. Quote unquote, where they haven't gotten a new battle tome, but they still gave them enough love to make them enjoyable to play and give them some variety, uh, making up for fire slayers or, uh, oh, yeah. Iron Jaws or any of the other ones. So they definitely revamped the scene and then adding Triumph and Treachery back into the game, adding in all the new scenarios, adding in the list goes on and on of the good stuff that came out, even with the things that weren't so good in the 2017. That includes like, you know, we have allies, we have just so much stuff with the GHB 2017, but it, it was good and I'm, very glad we have it, but no, it was good. Uh, we've talked kind of ad nauseum about that before, so <laughs> just kind of let that one out. I think that one kind of stands for itself. Well, it's funny because I got a repeat in here too, and I, my number two is the Overlords. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. First of all, they're Dwarden, so right there, plus one. Models are top notch plus two, right? Lore is pretty interesting. Like, they threw us something we hadn't had before. It's really cool. Plus three. Then if you're reading in the lore, you get hints that there's little grots flying around up there and other people with flying ships up there. You know, throwing another plus one. It also hints that there's other stuff. There are other things, other other skyports, other things that we haven't seen yet. And much like the Stormcast, you could, I would not be shocked to see another release with Overlords, with another, maybe another book or a, a tome that adds in suddenly more and, uh, so, uh, and so, some, a, a few more, a few more models in the line, a few more cool things coming in because they did mention things. In passing, that you're like, wait, what is that? That's not anywhere in the in this line. And it's like, oh, maybe just something else. So they were not only like something new and cool that we had never really seen before. Now they were kind of risky, you know, because when people first saw them, there's a lot of people were making fun of them. Um, mm-hmm. and they turned out to be pretty darn cool. And I think that if they do get a few things to round out the units in there. Uh, they could be an awesome army and not just a cool-looking army that's kind of boring to play. A few tweaks and a few other units, and these guys could be really cool. And the the story part left a lot of that open and left me hopeful. So that's my number two. That's good. 
I haven't heard you mention it yet, so I'm gonna. I'm thinking that your number one and my number one might be the same. You want to say it at the same time? Uh, sure, we can do that. We'll do a three, two, one, and then say it. Sure. All right, three, two, two one. One. Shade. Shade Spire. Yup. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's right. so much fun. Like, dude, Barnett played. He liked it. Harrison. Uh, no. Who? Seriously, do you know anybody who you like want to play some Shade Spire? Hell no, I hate that Shade Spire. Who? Nobody says that. People that don't know what they're talking about. I I have not run across people who I've I've now I've heard a couple people said oh, I played it. I'm not so certain what all the hype is about. It's not you know. I, it's okay, but I haven't heard. I, I still haven't heard any player who's like I hate that game. Yeah, it's not so much hate so much as is just the. There's la- there's a lack of crew diversity, or I need to buy the starter set to play the game. It's like, so. Okay, but you're all you gotta buy the starter set right to now play is most 120 games. bucks, and that's and that's you're talking 120 for all four crews and the game. Yeah, yeah, and if you don't like those extra crews, you can start off with the starter box for 60. You know, but I only want to play the orcs. Okay, it's like so okay, it's that's 90. fine. But- but you still need this, and if you don't want those, you can take them in Age of Sigmar. And what miniatures or, game do you know that you can just be like, well, I just want a crew, and I don't want to buy the rules, and I don't want to buy this extra stuff? I mean, you know, seriously, getting in on a game that you can play a lot and really enjoy for anywhere from 60 to $120 is not outrageous today by today's standards. No. You know, no, for one hundred and twenty bucks. Like, if you were to compare that to X Wing, you're not even scratching the surface. Now, granted, X Wing's been out a while longer than Shadespire, but but I've got four which, factions. There are more coming. Mm-hmm. If I had a complaint, it would be that we haven't heard. Well, I mean, they said that the rats are coming, then probably next month. I think. I would hope, but it's been unsupported, as it were, with releases. Since it dropped, which is the only real shame with it. Well, it's, uh, but it, it has only been out two months. Yeah. And it dropped with two expansions with the game. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not complaining. Um, and, you know, seriously, not only is it fun, but Games Workshop is on this thing now. And, I, that, you know, like I said, dude, I was playing Warhammer Quest last week. And... Chris's girlfriend, who is not into Warhammer-y type stuff at all, was really enjoying that, you know? You got people who normally don't play your main games that they're bringing in with these other games. And Shadespire is by far, the of all of these things they've come out with, the most accessible. Yeah. You only need two players. You can be done in 30 minutes. It's super easy to teach. Once you understand what your options are, that's the hardest part is to explain how, what options you have and how you choose them. You know, it's like it took me longer to explain it than to actually play it all out. Correct. Yeah. And I have, I mean, seriously, you know, I've, I've, I've shown this game to six, seven, eight, nine people now. Everybody's by the third round. There's maybe a question here or there, like, wait, can I wait? What is this? Because I just learned it and I don't have it into long term memory yet. Or can I do a thing? But for the most part, everybody by the end of the game has got the rules down and are ready to play a second game. Mm-hmm. It feeds your miniatures 
game. It feeds your board game. It feeds your collectible card game. Like, it's got all of it. And it doesn't have the ad nauseum volume of cards where you need multiple copies of everything. No. That CCG does. Yeah, you are limited to one card of any type in your deck. So as the new things come out, if you buy the new, you know, when the rats come out, they're going to come out with some cards. If you buy the rats and the cards, now you have everything. You don't. Now, I know people who want to buy two because they're like, well, what if I want to make two different decks and I don't want to have to go and switch? I don't want to have to switch them apart. I just want to. That's on. That's on you. That is your choice. Yeah, but you don't have to do it. Not a bit. You can Whereas buy with like one Magic set or X Wing. You have to do it. Yeah, you need extras of everything because you get one in your set, and you can have a maximum of four, and it's too good not to get it. So you buy four sets. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. No, it's Shades Buy are so much fun, and people are starting to make little bits of terrain for it. You know, in, to, yep. for the impassable parts. And some of mm-hmm. it's really nice. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at that going, wow. You And they're just taking bits from terrain kits and stuff. And all you got to do is get some bases that are the exact size of the hex. Heck, mm-hmm. I may be talking to the guys over at Six Squared Studios, shameless plug, and asking them if they can, you know, if they, if they've, if they own the game. And, hey, if you do, can you just make me a couple of tokens that are that size? So if I want to build my own terrain, I've got those tokens set. Yeah, there are some guys that do it, I think, in the UK. Yeah. But nothing over here that I've seen. Right. Nothing. And I know they. Here's the thing I know Kevin and the guys at Secret can do it. Just a question hey, you got the time? Would you mind cranking that out? I, it's, it's, what is it? I think there's only four impassable terrain spots on between all the boards. There's six. Are there, okay, there's six? Okay. I was, one is a three by line. Right. And then there's a two piece and a one piece and another one. So there's three pieces total. Yes. Okay. I, yeah, okay. So it's six squares, but or six hexes, but it's actual th- only three pieces: a single, a double, and a triple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna have to talk to Kevin. Kevin, if you're listening, I, let me know if you got. I need those because I'll build something for that. Because you know, it, you've got these miniatures. Build it up. Why not? It'd be mm-hmm. cool. You know. Absolutely, and it's and it's stuff like that. See, and there's the thing: you don't even have to paint these things if you don't want to. No, they're all colored plastic. Right, you can buy them and just put them out. Now, the the, the I have trouble telling some of the corn guys apart. If you know when I'm first without any paint jobs, I'm always looking. Okay, which which hammer does he have, or which axe is he holding? Like which guy is you know. But mm-hmm. if you don't care about that, like if you're just a person who wants to play a cool board game, you don't have to do a thing after you build the models and they're easy builds. Once you build those models, you're done. You never have to do another thing. You want to paint them? You can. You want to build terrain for your little impassable spots? You totally can. <coughs> it's open for every level of gamer to do what they want with it. It's... it's mm-hmm. It's just about perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't know what else to say about it. Like literally every I think we've covered it all, but literally every level of my gaming itch, no matter what I want to do, can be scratched by Shadespire. Yeah, with the exception of like video gaming, but it hits everything else. 
Right, but I mean, I'm just talking for hobby gaming. It hits. Oh yeah, all absolutely. Of it. You know, running the gambit from just basic board game to miniatures board game to miniatures game, running all that stuff. Hobby. It's you can go all out, or you can just open the box, put your models together, and play this game, and never, never do another bit of hobby. It's whatever level you're at. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was not surprised. I was listening as I didn't come in number three. I'm like, he didn't even honor or mention it. So I was like, ah, he's got to be Shadespire. So yeah, and your 40k came in third, and mine came in on the hate side because I hate that they're taking all my money. Well, that's different though. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but you know, I'm just I was feeling in a good mood when I was writing this. So Mm -hmm. I think that's it. I think so too. So wait, so January we're supposed to January or February maybe gonna get some rats for Shadespire, according to rumors. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, you know, we've got, uh, you know, and even even Games Workshop said, hey, don't worry, there's gonna be stuff coming out for Age of Sigmar in 2018. So, and if they keep even to a decent release schedule. You know, I'm expecting at least three or four more battle tomes. You know, every couple of months. You know, so uh, I'm thinking three on the conservative side, four to six on the hey, we're cranking it out because we're maniac side. There's, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's coming next. Mm-hmm. You know, I just yeah, and I know you can't say anything because you you're, and I'm not asking you to. Because I know you're you're you do the playtesting, so you you got the inside skinny on what's coming out. But that's kind of fun. I kind of like that. You sit there and you're quiet and you can't say anything, and I'm sitting here like daydreaming. What about this? What about this? You know. So I'm hoping you got you got uh, you can't even do a wish list for next year, can you? Because my big thing is like I know what I want, but I don't want people to misconstrue what I say. Is what we are getting or are not getting? Okay, so you, I mean, would you still say what you want if we throw out that disclaimer? Listen, this is not a what's coming up. This is not a that. This is just this is what Alex would like to see on the table or coming out from them in the next year. If we throw out that little disclaimer, there is that. Can you go with that? Maybe. I mean, the big things that I would want to see. Would be either Battletome Moon Clan Grotz, yeah, or Battletome Grot or uh, the Grot Scuttle the the Sky Pirate version of Grotz. Oh, Grotbag Scuttlers is Grotbag Scuttlers. Oh, is that what they, that's what Grotbag they call them? Scuttlers. That's what they call them in the Overlords. That's book. right. That's right. Yes, I would love to see that. Those, I, but that's Alex. As a goblin player, because that has always been Alex's grots. Um, so, I mean, I would love to see those. And goodness, honest to goodness, I don't know if they're coming. I really don't. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that if I could write something for coming out in 2018, they would be one of them. But I don't. Nice. Um, what do I have for a wish list? Um, I, I'd like to see another chamber open for the Stormcast. 
I'm I'm actually just joking. I don't we don't need another chamber open for Stormcast right now. I just wanted to listen to I think I heard Elric Edge screaming all the way from Arizona. Um Basically, I I just I'd like to see the what's left of the Kingdoms of Men fleshed out a little bit. And um possibly Yeah, I would like to see I would like to see maybe another Skaven book actually. Like fill out some of the other clans, and like you said, filling out some of the some of the. I wanted to see the Grots filled out too, because we've got two books now for orcs. I'd like to see at least one book for Grots. That's now, it. what about elves? Okay, everybody says elves, which is why I didn't say it. I want to see elves too. I want to see them come out. I want to see all this stuff come out. I'd like to see. In fact, I tell you what, I'd like to see. I don't. I'm not going to say I want to see elves just. Because we haven't gotten any yet, like it's not. Just, oh, when are we going to get elves? Because Harrison said if they come out and they're really cool, between Christopher dr- dumping all of his dark elves here, and Harrison having all those high elves, he's like, if it comes out and it's cool, I'll play. And I'm like, excellent. I'd love to see it. That's. I'm not begging for it because I'm a huge elf fan, which is why most huge elf fans are begging for it. I'm begging for because I want to see what they do with it. Because you know they're not just going to put out a book and be like, remember when the Dark Elves and the High Elves merged in, in the whole world that was? Yeah, same thing. No, that, that is so not... I mean, I just can't picture that happening. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm wondering... And, and I'm curious to see if they put out new models. Or if they just go with that. Because they did eliminate the redundancy in the armies. You know, you lost your elf spearmen because you've got dark elf spearmen. You, but you kept the bowmen because they don't have bowmen. Like, they, they cut out the redundancy between the race lines. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd like to see how they bring all of it together. That would be very cool. Mm-hmm. What about you? You want the elves coming anytime soon? Yeah. All excited? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that's that's the only reason I don't play them. Honestly, I, I'd I'd much rather see Grotz and Kingdoms of Men and maybe a Dispossessed book come out and explain what's going on with them. Um, but I think what whatever they're planning with the elves is gonna be pretty cool. They wouldn't have waited this long with such a staple, popular couple of races for no reason. So I'm thinking whatever they get into this, it's going to be pretty awesome. So them's my thoughts as I've been monopolizing the microphone for the past half of the show. (sighs) It's all good. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I wouldn't mind some more terrain. Like they put out all those really cool things when AOS started, like the the can't put together dome a dome thing and the... And the uh, the sculpted dragon archway don't want to go together thing a thing. Um, they both don't want to go together. They're beautiful. They're just a pain in the butt, and I hate them. Uh, the Dragon Fate Deus, they like put that out in the beginning, and now I don't think that's even available anymore. That's a, or maybe it is. I think it's available in the big bundle. That's a cool piece. The arch, the realm gates. I just want to buy a few more of those. You lay a bunch of those around the table because they're cool. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing some new terrain, just something different that you could put on the table. Because, man, the 40K terrain, 
That stuff's off the chain. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to see some terrain. Okay, that's it. I'm done now. You done? Oh, yeah. We done? We is. We done for the year. Oh, yes, we are. No, hey, listen up, folks. Um, you know, Alex and I, we got actual lives outside of the show. Um, and I got family, like, with stuff going down. And we got a lot going on over the holiday break. A lot. Um, therefore, uh, our next episode may be, um, I'm just throwing this out there. Alex and I may just sort of do an intro and tell you what we've been doing for the past couple weeks. And then we're going to cut to something else. Um, it may be a small, like little sideshow episode. I, I didn't want to skip an episode cause we haven't really skipped an episode in eight years, uh, or seven, no, almost eight years. Um, no, well, whatever, seven and a half. Um, but we're both busy, and we need a little bit of a break over a couple of weeks here. And uh, see what happened was, Heather and I recorded the Gen Con episode that would have been a Garage Gamer type thing, and the recording was messed up. And I've been trying to clean it and fix it because we've both been busy, and she didn't really want to re-record an episode because, like, I got the stink eye on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't fix it. So we're actually going to, we're re-recording the Gen Con episode. We have our notes still, so we're going to just talk about it again tomorrow. Um, we're going to do that, and then after we do that, we're probably going to record the Star Wars Gen Con and put that out uh, as, as a garage, or the Star Wars, you know, uh, Last Jedi episode and put that out as an actual garage gamer. But our January episode, we may just throw out the Gen Con release for the first episode so we can give Alex a break. He's got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. That way we can just do the tops and tails, do the hellos. There's not going to be any news the first week of January, unless there is, and then we'll tell you about it. Um, but then we're going to follow that up with um, just that so that we can take a little bit of a break, but there's still some content coming out. Hope you guys don't mind. Uh, I know Gen Con is not everybody's cup of tea um, for uh, for an episode, but... I like to put it out there because they let us come in on a press pass and they let us go around and look and do cool things and we just like to tell people about it. So hope nobody minds. Yeah, right. it's just we've been recording, you know, solid every two weeks. And if you've never worked in mental health or been involved in mental health, this is a really bad time. I am putting in like 50, 60 hours a week. Um, so... Taking a little extra time off is not the worst thing in the world, and then we'll come back recharged, and everything will be great. Yeah, exactly. So, and this way, I only have to ask you to give me like a half hour, like a week after Christmas or something like that, to do the intro and get the things rolling. So that's probably what's going to happen. I'm not 100 percent certain, but that's probably what's going to happen. I want to make sure everybody understood. So, all right, now we really are shutting down the show for tonight. So, hey, don't forget to check out After Eleanor, the Garage Hammer Horus Heresy Book Club on the Free Buddhas Network. Um, Thousand Suns, I dude, I, I uploaded it. I'm just waiting for them to clean it up and put in the Free Buddhas tags and commercials and get it up there. So it might actually be up by the time you're listening to this. So if you're interested in Horus Heresy and want to hear me talk, uh, get into like you know English teacher mode and talk about Horus Heresy stuff, uh, check that out on the Free Buddhas Network. 
check out the Patreon page, please. Um, just just take a look at it. Maybe you want to donate. Maybe you don't. It doesn't matter. If you at least look at it, I appreciate you. That means you're at least considering it, and I do appreciate that. Um, and let's thank the newest patrons, uh, Tim Hickman, Zabdiel Huezo, Eric Lanes, and Brandon Casson. Thank you guys one more time for jumping in, bringing us up to that level where, uh, you know, we're actually safely past the level. We had hit it before with uh, with the Tempels. They had actually pushed us over the that Garage Gamer episode threshold, but these extras make sure that if anything drops, we're still going to be doing it. So thank you for being part of the 1%. We really appreciate it. Alex, Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. And uh, if I don't talk to you beforehand, Happy New Year. Well, I will talk to you, but we show us. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, too. And Happy all New you Year, guys everybody. listening, man, thanks for listening for the whole year. If you're new or the next couple episodes or if you're one of those maniacs who've been listening for seven and a half years, God bless you. And Merry Christmas to all you clowns, too. We really do appreciate you listening. So, All right. Till next time, Alex. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just listen for a response. <laughs> yeah. No. Christmas is not my season, but I know. No. All right, folks. Till next time. Only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at garagehammer and Alex, that's me, is at somekindageek30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, you can comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forums, that's tga.community, or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening. want to thank you, Frank. Don't mention it, Marvin. And I also want to thank all you out there for watching. Please remember the moral of tonight's show. Put your troubles away till tomorrow. If you're lucky, someone will break into your house tonight and steal them.